Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on This Old Can Count is called Yellow Solar Human, and it is the ninth day of the Yellow Seed Wave Spell. And it is also the Electric Moon Day 28. It is the end of the Electric Moon. I, I told you I don't, I don't really know where this moon went or where... My head was at, but I just feel like in the magnetic and lunar moons, I was much more conscious of the 13 moon count. Uh, and this particular moon, I just haven't been noticing it as much. So maybe that's the answer to the question of the moon. How can I best be of service? I can just tune stuff out and space out and crawl into the ethers without as much sort of obsessive circular reference to the calendar's movements or <laughs> I can um, just wait and see yeah I am still not well I have long COVID symptoms coming out of this cold so sorry I have brain fogginess still but I'm glad to be here I um, and sort of letting all of the calendar cycles wash through me and over me rather than kind of having a grip on them. And so these yellow seed portal days, the yellow seed way spell itself is again very amorphous. I'm wondering if my uh, sort of brain fog correlates to what I talked about at the beginning, which is when we are celebrating the yellow seed way spell, we are experiencing life as a plant. Uh, as a seed, but then all the fruition that comes out of that initial stage. And so there's less headiness and less um, kind of human anxiety and the analysis that we use to situate ourselves through anxieties. So I, I think maybe I could make the excuse or draw the conclusion that this yellow seed time is more primitive in a way and um, and primal and like where I live we had terrible fog for maybe the whole of the yellow seed time and I'm realizing that I was like a plant just being like well if you're not going to give me any sunlight I'm going to be very still and feel a lot of inertia and then today, on the solar day, the sun was here from beginning of the day instead of blanketed in thick fog. The day r r arose 
in bright sunlight and warmth and I responded with such vivacity. So those are just like little examples of how the yellow seed wave spell can play out in a really non-karmically um, laden way. Like I'm not talking about people and relationships. I'm a plant. I'm just talking about myself and the elements and how reactive and sensitized I am to them how uh, enervated I am by sunlight and warmth and how dormant I am without. The portals that we've been in, we have, let's see, three days left. We have red planetary um, Skywalker and then white spectral wizard and blue crystal eagle. The portals took me so far into the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to tell this story. I like keeping a lot of facets of it anonymous and vague. That's my style now. But essentially, I was living my life in this reverie about something that was imminently to happen. Something was imminently to happen yesterday. Um, involved a visitor coming to see me and stay with me. And so I would just think about the visit and the um, potentials for the days leading up to it with such, um, I don't know, like not obsession at all, but just like it was so alive and real that this event or series of events was about to unfold. And then we came to the day, the day of said predicted arrival and the whole thing was undone. And it was a blue monkey day, which seemed kind of perfect and on the nose for everything turning out to be illusory, you know? And I said to myself that day, yesterday, okay, well, this is exactly what I preach about. The yellow seed wave spell is so vibrantly present because that's what plants are as well. But there's this kind of quandary where the things that seem like they're just imminently about to unfold are often it's like a trompe d'oeil they're like this is the future you have yet to achieve it feels really real but you can sort of feel it and then it's going to recede and you're going to have to wait until you catch up with it I don't know if that's truly the outcome um but I really, on the Blue Monkey Day, was like, yeah, this is what I always say <laughs> about this wave spell. So I wonder if you can use that or correlate that to your life. Uh, you'll have to decide what the portals have meant, um, how they deepen your daily experience, if each day sort of opened you further in some kind of direction. I mean, I have felt doors very, very closed in terms of my health and energy, and really feeling the struggle of kind of my body succumbing to just another virus and um, being in the surrender to that. Is that a portal? Maybe so. Maybe it's a portal to just be in recovery from something that took a hold of me suddenly and strongly. 
uh, portals into really strong physical presence. You know, to me, yellow seed, especially because it is the seed part of a plant cycle, is all about that metaphor of really strong density and compactness and what could be more earthy than a seed because granules of dirt are more aerated than a really um, compressed seed that is almost like one of those magic sponges you get when you're a kid and you pour water on and it pops into an animal shape and you can't understand how that happened but a seed is similar to that and um, so we become really grounded and landed and slow and and then it'll end but we move from this wave spell just a little bit in the future although I think I can that's a, that I don't I wonder if I'm going to be back on the mic right away but I would hope so um, I, I still have someone coming to visit me potentially it got delayed but that was a blue monkey thing the whole blue monkey thing was like this is not this visit isn't happening but that's blue monkey it was an illusion it, it is happening it just felt for a whole day like it wasn't blue monkey is difficult for me but um, the next wave spell is red earth and it isn't um, it isn't the same as yellow seed. I mean, that's why we have both, but it, they have a relationship that's beautiful. They have an occult relationship, which means it's the hidden magic and mystery that doesn't really get to be described in any overt way, but we can feel it as specialized and rarefied when we're in our occult energy ourselves, you know, intermingling with a day or a person or when we can correlate like okay it's the yellow seed wave spell and what is the occult for this time is red earth and what is red earth i mean we will know because we'll be walking through it shortly but it isn't just dirt it it isn't the granules of dirt it is the earth in totality and maybe not the ball like an indigenous mayan population isn't possibly able to say you know we're on a ball like that one up in the sky but we're on our own but they can feel the earth because they're not distracted by technology they can feel the earth or automobiles etc uh, as really alive really surging with a pulse and moods and uh, yeah the tectonic shift archetypal um, picture of volatility and just, yeah seismic little tremors and ruptures and heat stored in the earth and then cold following it and so the earth is very much about things evolving it's a very much about um, cyclical change that we cycle through the cosmos as as a planetary body and we're all passengers, so we're all cruising at all times. We're road tripping through the um, solar system. And so when we come to Red Earth, we are also really inclined to take off and go somewhere or um, to move from the yellow seeds kind of static leanings. Like yellow seed is very sedentary. I think of my beautiful, beautiful yellow seed daughter who 
you know, it's just so hard to pry her into a thought like, we're going to go somewhere. And, and she's actually doing the work as a young adult to be like, I never want to go anywhere. So I just have to buy the ticket and go. And that really resonates to me as we're in this yellow seed time that there's just a lot of stickiness and, um, you know, like a depth of being where you are right now, but red earth is going to pick us up and, um, move us along our journey. It is the future. I'm sorry. I'm speaking about it in a way that I am always reluctant to do. Like, let's get way out ahead of ourselves. Isn't really the Mayan way as I understand it. It's all about deepening our present moment, but with color and bright, uh, a bright topography, you know, just like, okay, you want to live in the present moment, like Eckhart Tolle on a park bench, um, just keeping your mind empty. And I don't like him, but I also um, apologize if you do. Or do you want to just have your present moment be like a child going off with all kinds of like crazy, fun, um, colorful imagining? And that's what we're given here, all these signs and symbols and colors orientations, layers, so that those of us who can be present in the most fulfilled way by having an exotic inner concept, multi-layered feeding and agitation in our mind that might be problematic, but is also super um, agile. I have a really busy mind, but I also have the gift of having a really prodigious mind that can handle a lot of um, tasks or information just because it's always kind of on overdrive. It's always click, click, clicking. So that's why the calendar has served me so well because it satiates my busy mind. I do not have an empty mind. So let's talk a bit about these moons. Um, I'm not um, so dexterous around the self-existing tone. I mean, we all know what the electric tone is because it's one of the stark and bold ones to start the 13-tone journey. First question, magnetic tone is what is my purpose? The second, lunar tone, what is my challenge? And then the third electric tone, how can I best be of service? And that like triumvirate is just consequential to the max that we start everything. We don't ever start a different way. Like, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm being bossy or moralistic. I'm just trying to explain that this is a system based on cycles and the cycles have descriptors and the descriptor, descriptors are redundant because we don't get to say, well, I'm starting this cycle with this. We start with attracting a purpose and then we identify that within this purpose is a challenge which we've already been exposed to in the magnetic tone but in the lunar tone we identify it we we come to understand it better it makes itself more boldly known and so we can start learning about our relationship to this facet but then we just kind of drop it all and Mm, not completely, of course, but we add something sizable, the electric tone, 
how can I best be of service? And it really feels to me who I have an obsessive mind and I have addiction fever. Like I have a lifetime of addictive tendencies. Um, and I know from being in recovery, having been in the 12 step recovery syndrome, that you are told to be of service to others to get out of your own addictive thinking and acting. So that's why I really find there is a correlation here that you get all like wrapped up and like, boy, my purpose, but oh, my challenge, it's polarizing. I'm like looking at the dark side of life. Like I have to face it. I have to name it. I'm underscoring that there is an obstacle and all of that lunar quandary following the like fast moving, um, potent new beginning of the magnetic tone or moon by the time we get to the electric moment, we need to stop thinking about our challenge and stop being consumed by our purpose. We need to take a pause and feel grace and divinity filling us up so that we are actually overspilling with something we need to offer and deliver to others. I'm not sure that it's actually written in the code here that... Um, how can I best be of service to others? It doesn't say that. It just says, how can I best be of service? But I do believe that this is the movement from one to two to three, like it's ever expanding here as we count through the 13 tones or just the numeric system where we're increasing by one each day or, or moon or year. And so... We're starting sort of solo as ourselves. This is my purpose. I'm attracting it. I'm one dot. And then, okay, I also hold within me this challenge that I'm carrying that I, and it has to bear out in some way. I have to face it. That's two dots. And then we add divinity. And so it is getting more crowded. And we are calling relationships with others into our cycle of growth. I believe that to be true, but you can be of service to yourself. Like I talked about, I completely overhauled my health. I mean, I didn't arrive at an end result that is desirable yet, but I cut out my major addiction has been coffee and sugar through the last two years, major relapse for me. who's was a lifetime um, eating disordered person. I mean, I think the eating disorder isn't really as acute as it was when I was young, but it's the same behavior and it's a lack of self-respect and a futile way to fuel the body. So I've succumbed to that for my entire building process until this moon and how I could best be of service maybe to others but it felt very much like it all has to start here. How do I, how do I, how can I best be of service by being more vital and healthy? And so that's a great success story. And then what form will my service take is an evolution. So that's the point is that the fourth tone is, it's sort of piggybacks on the third one. Electric morphs into self-existing by simply being in the same wheelhouse of the, the inquiry of service, but what form will it take? And it's beautiful then that we spend two moons or two days uh, in, or in the less pay attention to years because we're in a self-existing year in the 
consideration of service. I never thought of that, actually, that, you know, it just sort of numerically counts twice that we double up our time contemplating being of service and and in what particular way would we do that so in some sense this um, moment where we transit to the fourth moon the self-existing moon of this year is kind of like midway through the concept of being of service and the form of our service is going to be revealed now and you can always feel it in the self-existing moon it's put in front of you and it is more um particular little actions rather than concepts honing in on you know actualizing service you know kind of like i really want to help people well here's my shift at the soup kitchen and that's a very bland version of being of service. It's kind of like the cliche version, but it is right now about turning towards finding the ways that this all can play out. Now, let me remind you that we only get one moon of the year that matches the year itself, and it is a red self-existing moon year, so we're walking now into the self-existing moon of the red self-existing moon year and so for 28 days everything is what we call magic turtle or a doubling of the tone energy and again it's the perfect time to learn about our 13 year cycle because in our 13 year cycle we are in the fourth year so we're in a whole year of looking for the form that our service will take and I've got that going on and it is a the same um, observation holds that, you know, it's a continuation of what was started last year more conceptually, and now it's more detail. And I will explain that this way. I mean, I've been in the concept of being um, an adoptive parent. And at the end of last year, I finally found the ignition switch on that and the connection. And it's been much more in this year, like the nuts and bolts of that. It's all becoming radically real. And, you know, the countdown is on, but it isn't conceptual, it's factual. And there's actual, like, an agenda item, a slate of things that I will do around this act of service, which is, you know, what you learn in recovery is that you serve others because it m makes you feel soulful which is different than being soulless and leading you into the abyss and the abysmal um, suction of addictive and self-destructive tendencies. So uh, I am benefiting from that already. And again, you can just try to see as we move into the self-existing moon how your life is probably more like you can find it like a, a bullet point list, a uh, list of details, projects, um, pursuits, demands on you, whereas the electric year we passed through prior, which was yellow electric seed, was more um, just pulling in the supreme being or the sun to solar power us, I mean, whatever we call the thing that gives us 
our higher power that gives us power in order to be uh, powerful in service to others, to have fuel to do that. That was last year's ambient uh, overlay. And now we're again more seeing the actualization of that. So that's enough. That's enough about what's coming up in that moon. Um, the reason that I can't totally perceive how I would be doing a podcast in the next half week is that I will, I think, be hosting a friend and I don't know how to do that thing where you're like, well, I'm going to head over here and podcast when you have like a special visit happening. But I'm trying to really load you up and I may tune in because I do like tuning in. That's the truth. But just see that we're transiting very easily and clearly and starkly into this new moon, not celestial new moon, but the novel new self-existing moon that's starting on Tuesday, which I guess is the 18th of October. And it goes for 28 days. So you can always feel the difference when the moon starts. It's awesome. It's so real. So you'll notice that you're really going to see details and invitations to be specific and create form in your life. And then uh, we'll finish out these portals for three days. We get to Blue Crystal Eagle, that's that, and Yellow Cosmic um, Warrior is the end of the Yellow Seed Wave spell and the bridge to the Red Earth Wave spell, reminding you that the way it looks on the Zolkin is that the seed falls through its 13 days, including these 10 darkened days of the portals, right onto the red earth wave spells beginning, red magnetic earth. And then, um, you know, we would go through our array, white lunar mirror, that always feels like a pretty crazy day, the challenge of the sort of human sacrifice. So keep your eyes um, awake and wary to gentleness like when there is something on the horizon to me when I'm kind of like ah it sounds like that could be a hard day I just try to um, keep it simple not get too in the mix you know just give myself lots of room in the day in case it really is a hard sacrifice day you know like okay well that sucked then I want to have some space to aerate I will say about my blue Galactic Monkey Day, which, you know, kind of reiterated the Blue Monkey Wave spell because Galactic Days always do. Like, I knew that I I don't really like Blue Monkey Days. It's, it's my thing, you know, just like, I don't really like that game. You know, I don't like childish games as an adult, you know, being pranked and roughhoused. Like, I don't have the stamina for it. I need things to be more sedate. I do like play and fun, and yet I find the blue monkey days or just, again, it's gestalt as sort of like, you know, I don't want you to keep taking things away from me as a joke. Well, that's so monkey, like monkeys in the zoo, you know, I just feel like the persona of the monkey in cartoons and storytelling is just like, they're pretty goofy and they're going to play little tricks on you and steal your hats. Caps for sale reference for anyone who thinks about children's books. So I 
but I knew, I knew, I'm just hoping you know, when you have days, it goes sideways, just like, this is just pure blue monkey stuff, hope it gets better, yellow human, I wasn't really looking forward to yellow human, yellow solar human, I wasn't super stoked about it, um, but it's okay, because it was very solar, I withhold. I feel like some listeners could be like, why do you say that you withhold? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just really transparent and blunt. (laughs) I want to tell you stories, but sometimes there's aspects of them that are too private. You know what's interesting to me? This is a good call out. I really feel like I have ex-boyfriends that tune in and out of my recordings. I don't believe they listen to every one of them. But I feel protective because it's the kind of thing I might do. So, I mean, I'm not trying to lay fault there. But, you know, I don't want to, I want to be honest and share and uh, see the synchronicities. But I also want my little, you know, budding aspirational relationship spaces to be my own. So I apologize for that. And I appreciate my ex-boyfriends for becoming evangelized by me because that did happen in a number of cases you know no one who's like a co-teacher or a competitor teacher no one's seriously shamanically oriented but you know it touched everybody who mattered and they still hang in for the calendar cycles in a nostalgic way Maybe they're nostalgic for the storm sometimes. Um, So I hope I can bounce back here. If not, you know what to do with the Red Earth Wave spell. You just jump on and take the ride. It's a smooth cruise. It isn't up and down. It's solid. It's very much like a road trip, which we think about gliding over our big um, open highways and seeing the vistas pass by. I'm Lisa Starr. I am another yourself. And in Mayan, we say in La Keshe. <laughs>